0: Hey everybody, it's Michael Antonovich bringing you this week's episode of the 6D Helmets Kickstart Podcast on SwapMotoLive.com. Our guest this episode is defending supercross champion Cooper Webb in an interview that we did last week at the 2020 KTM team introduction at their test track in Southern California. It's been a little while since we heard from Cooper. He stayed off the radar since his leg injury at the Unadilla Motocross in August. but He's back on the bike now and putting in the work to get ready for the new year. These next few weeks are going to be Very important for Cooper. He uh, is undecided as to if he's going to race the Monster Energy Cup. That's something that will be decided this week after a little bit more testing with the team in Southern California. But after that, that's it. He has no plans to line up anymore from now until Anaheim won. And all of the work will go into defending the title next year. Seems like defending the title is more important to him than winning the title was in the first place. He wants to show everybody hey, I did it one time, I can back it up and do it again. And in doing that, he's really determined to avoid some of the same mistakes or issues that people in the past have made, you know, maybe by being overwhelmed by media opportunities or just the weight of the number one plate, whatever it could be. So knowing Cooper, as well as we've all gotten to know him over the last few years, he's very confident in himself. That comes across here in a good way. He makes it clear he's not the arrogant brash 250 rider he was in the past but there's still a good sense of yeah i know i'm very good at all this i can do what i need to do i am one of the top guys on the starting line any given saturday so thanks for checking it out give it a listen it's been a little bit since we saw you uh last time i really got the chance to talk to you was at unadilla and then everything happened there so to backtrack to august can you give me a quick explanation of what happened and then how we've gotten to here
1: yeah so um Obviously, at yeah, Unadilla, first moto, I was um, coming through the pack, and then uh, right forward like the finish line area, there was a lapper right kind of in the main line, and I went to jump to switch lines and got cross and put my knee out, and um, I uh, twisted my knee. I basically ended up being a bone contusion, hyperextended it, a um, bunch of fluid buildup, so got super lucky that it was nothing major but um you know it just kind of was one of those things that needed four to six weeks to heal and um you know we decided hey there's no need to go out and and race these last two injured and have a have a chance of making it even worse for uh the future so uh yeah i was able to you know take about six weeks off and um you know unwind recover have a few um vacations here and there but uh my knees all good now and uh yeah now we're back we're uh did a little bit of riding and stuff on the two-stroke last week for for straight rhythm and now we're pretty much i'd say back at back at school we're back back to get ready
0: okay after having such a big year to win the championship in the way you did Was it nice to just have a break and just kind of be completely removed from dirt bikes and know there is no time that I have to do anything? I don't have any photo appearances. I can't do anything. I can just relax and do what I have to do to recover. Yeah.
1: No, it was definitely nice. I mean, um, like I said, it was unfortunate that it happened early. You know, I really wanted to finish this year doing all the races. So um, it was one of those things that um, turned out, you know, to actually be – I would say better in the long run. You know, I was able to literally sit on the couch and, you know, ice my knee and do all my therapy and just not really have anything um, that I had to do. And then, like I said, was able to to go on a few trips here and there. And I went on vacation for like a week and turned my phone off and didn't listen to anybody. So uh, it was nice mentally. You know, like you said, after a long year, that was. I know I keep repeating myself, but that was the first time I've done. All the races, but two, you know. So, uh, and you know, there was a lot of um, pressure when it came to winning the championship, and and not only w- once I won it, it was a turnaround straight into outdoors. And so, like you said, I was able to kind of unwind and appreciate what I did for the year and and um, just relax. So, uh, it was good mentally, physically for the body. I feel feel great now and uh, just ready to get after it again.
0: So, yeah, that night, Saturday night in Vegas, when you won i was right there in the pits and you know you definitely enjoyed yourself and like well earned but like what three days later you guys were back at paula and riding again at what point did you finally really get to feel like hey i won the championship i get to relish in this moment of it
1: um it's hard to say honestly you know i think um i still don't know if i've really felt it i think today was actually close to it because I this is the first time I've seen the number one on my bike I think it it actually finally set in I mean yeah that night I was able to you know soak it in in those next few days and stuff but I think as the year went on it kind of especially when I was like getting a lot of force in outdoors it was like dang dude I just won a title like that's pretty crazy and uh you forget quick though when you're doing outdoors and the results aren't the same so uh I think this offseason, like you said, I was able to kind of like sit back and uh, be like, man, you know, I was actually able to accomplish a lifelong dream of mine and um, do it the way I did it and this and that. It's like, damn, that's pretty, pretty wild.
0: Not the first time the bike's had a number one plate on it, but definitely under way different circumstances. What's more rewarding for you now? The fact that you did it and got the number one plate in the championship. In the premier class, or you did it after such a big turnaround in your career?
1: Oh man. I mean, it's hard to say because obviously I, it was the one way I did it. But um, I think when I look back at, you know, when I look back at my career, whenever, even now, or when I'm done, or whatever it is, like, I think the the way it went about was awesome. You know, from never winning a race, you know, only having one career podium you know, having some bad years after being so dominant in the 250 class and the injuries and everything, you know, it was almost like a little bit of a Cinderella story and even the way it happened, like I, I sit and think today, you know, when I was here at the intro a year ago and it was unknown still. Yeah, I just signed with KTM and it was all great, but nobody knew what was going to happen or what that year would insist of. and. Um, they took obviously a big chance on me, so for me to be able to reward them with that and the first year, and man, it's it's incredible, you know. And, and even now, like I'm just excited for the future, you know, because I was able to accomplish such a big dream early, and I feel like I have plenty of years left. And you know, I'm only 23, so I think I have a lot of learning still to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, with KTM being such a powerhouse brand, the way they are right now, you obviously are the face of it for a while. Do you have a lot of media opportunities that you have to take part in in these next few months? Like, you have to go to Monaco for the FIM Awards in December. Is there anything else going on, or is it just I'll, kind of? Get I'm back sure to it'll work? come
1: along, um, but as of now, it's it's been pretty mellow. Like, they, um, I was able to knock some stuff off when I was injured and stuff like that. And um, but no, nothing too crazy. Monaco Monaco trip. I'm actually looking forward to. Like, it'll be. Um, right after one of our boot camps and i get to go see red bull and ktm in austria and akapovic and then we're going to go to monaco for the awards so it'll be about a week trip so i'm actually really looking forward to it and like i said i think i'm i'm way ahead this year as far as fitness and riding and um bike setup. so i think i have a few days to to spare if you will so uh yeah i think whatever comes my way will be easy
0: when you got back on the bike for those initial days after the injury was the mindset okay now we got to get back to work from an injury or we have to get back to work for title defense
1: no nah, the injury that's what was nice was honestly taking the about four weeks i was feeling good but i think those extra two weeks honestly just helped with the recovery process because even now like my first day back riding i was sore everywhere but my knee wasn't an issue you know it was like uh just a normal thing hey I took six weeks off I'm going to be sore my first day there was no knee holding me back or me thinking about it and even now you know when I'm riding it doesn't affect me at all so uh, yeah, I was stoked with that and you know it it was more of like a it's kind of like I said different because the first day back was actually on the two stroke so it was kind of different and a different kind of mind state but this week was my first time back like supercross and stuff and it's like alright this is fun and it's time to get to work and uh you know do some testing some riding and like i said i'm feeling pretty good so excited
0: with uh with the way you got back on the bike was the two-stroke deal was that a nice like no pressure situation just like yeah hey spend some laps do what you got to (laughs) do do one race and then that's it or was it like oh no we need to win this
1: no there was no pressure to win i mean they told me the whole time like hey there's no pressure we're going to fulfill obligations and just ride and um so that was nice, but for me, it was honestly kind of a pressure cooker, like, just because I didn't feel great on the two-stroke, um, it was a lot different than I thought it would be, and the way I ride low revs was so different from what a two-stroke is, so, um, you know, it was it was a little nervous, you know, we were going pretty fast, and, you know, um, you're fourth, third, fourth gear on the two-stroke wide open, so uh, I was, it was good to feel nervous again, though, but I was definitely a little nervous.
0: Was that a way different feeling than that 125 you had, like, two years ago? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I've ridden a 125 just for fun on an outdoor track, but, you know, we were riding two strokes on a Supercross track, you know, which the KTM guys had the bike dialed, like, as good as we could have had it, but it's still You know, it it doesn't run always great. You know, you always have little little things that are different. So it was nice to kind of get back on the four stroke and actually feel like I could ride again. I I felt pretty uh, stiff on the two stroke.
0: All right. Um, as everything that's gone on this year, I mean, personally, you've had big things going too. You've gotten engaged. everything's happening at like a super i wouldn't say a young age but at a good clip where it's just steady like we're building 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 it's not like you're getting overwhelmed by anything right Nah,
1: no. no it's it's been awesome i mean like i said i think uh for me it's just encouraging you know that this i won the championship last year you know i've made big steps in my life like you said getting engaged um you know i've lived like a big thing for me was moving to florida um me and my fiance at the time we moved by ourselves I didn't know anybody in Claremont you know and um you know so it was a huge adjustment with everything a new team new new trainer you know I'd never even met Alden when I got there new group of people and just to kind of see how not only that transition to racing but how I've we've adapted and been able to make a life there and meet a lot of people and uh so like I said it's it's I'm at a good point you know I think um Winning a championship is, is a huge accomplishment, but it's it's one of those things that if you win, it's you you have to do these necessary steps. You know there is going to be pressure, there is media obligation, there is um, expectation, but that's in my opinion why you do it. You know is, is for that pressure and that that hype of uh, man, can he can he do it again?
0: One thing that Jason said last year was doing so much of that stuff kind of caused a distraction, and it was a problem have you guys expressed like within your group like hey let's not fall into the same pit of mistakes let's do the things we know we need to do and then eliminate the things that aren't necessary
1: yeah i mean i think uh our team's really good at that like our uh our goal is racing and winning you know so uh everybody's different you know a lot of people can't handle the obligations and the, the maturity that comes with being a champion
0: um when you went down to florida and you've said this over and over again It was a big humbling moment because you had to go kind of get on everybody's level take it down a notch and i've kind of noticed that you've been that way with everybody it's not like brash 250 cooper web anymore (laughs) like you're still badass you know what to do on a bike you got it like you can bang bars with everyone but it doesn't seem like there's this kill or be killed mentality all the time anymore is that right yeah
1: i mean i i hope so and i i feel i feel like i have a lot of respect for all the guys i mean and now knowing what a full year and what it really takes to be a champion and win races it's it's pretty gnarly you know so like the respect level I gained going to Alden's being around the 450 class being there every weekend you know it's a lot of respect to be gained for for those riders and um you know obviously I think I want to respect everybody and hopefully I can be treated with the same respect but um yeah definitely I I would say the biggest thing is I've just matured a lot and uh since the 250 days and I think the group of people I'm around really influenced
0: that is it nice to you have a target on your back but it's not the like he's an ass I have to (laughs) beat him because he like has been just such a prick to me yeah no
1: it's it's definitely like I said it's different than the 250 days where a lot of people didn't like me you know or racing against me or whatever but uh you know it's I think that's like I said, a lot with coming with age, and and um, I, like I said, I, I give that to a lot of people. And but I think at when I had those low moments in my racing career, that's where I learned a lot of that. Was like, man, you know, you can you can rise and fall in this sport so quickly. So uh, you know, just being respectful and and you know, racing everybody how you would want to be raced almost is. Is more important than uh, trying to have that chip on your shoulder, or that that ego.
0: Um, one thing I've noticed in anything that I've posted about you over the last year, and this like even goes back to this time last year when you first started with the team at Monster Cup. Public opinion of you is really different. Some people really love you, and some people can't stand you. Yep do you notice that and like do you put any emphasis in it or is it just it's another part of the job
1: no i i notice it for sure i mean and it's it's fine you know i think it's one of those things a lot of people can't handle but you know you're at the end of the day i know i'm true to myself and i am gonna do what i feel is right and i'm gonna act what i feel is necessary and uh, sure i make mistakes like we all do as humans but uh People are gonna love you and they're gonna hate you. That's, in my opinion, that's just the way it is. And I think how you deal with it is, is one thing. And uh, for me, it's it's almost uh, a motivator and a will, in a way. Um, you know, as like that, that little bit of like maybe try to prove people wrong or whatever it is. But yeah, I mean, I definitely notice I, I do have a lot of great fans,
0: but definitely. Uh, some tough fans, too, but it's tough love, man. <laughs> it, yeah, it's like me and this one guy got into an argument last year, and I'm like, we can argue about it all you want. It doesn't matter to me. Like, yeah. what you do doesn't impact my life. It's just like, hey, the guy's doing good. We're going to give him the shine that he yeah. deserves when it happens. But yeah, I've always, like, wondered, what did everybody all of a sudden turn on him for, and I, I still can't figure it out.
1: Uh, I don't know either. It's funny. I was a couple of people have asked me that. I don't know, but, you know, like I said, it's it's part of it, and you know kill them with kindness man
0: you've done a really good job at uh eliminating all of those other distractions like when we go to the races you have a tight crew you don't let a bunch of stuff get out of hand but you make time to talk to the people that want to talk to you like i've always seen you after races signing a ton of autographs there always seems to be like a family friend there how do you find that balance of yeah we're working but we also have like a real life outside of this
1: um yeah for me it's it's a bit different. I mean, this is our life at this moment, but, uh, there's obviously a lot more to life than racing, you know, but, um, I think the the thing for me is all the people that work here at KTM have become like family, which is awesome, you know, and, and I feel comfortable going to races with, uh, a small, I mean, really it's either now my fiance or my parents and, uh, so it's it's a great thing to have it. I think for me, anytime I'm not riding, I'm I'm pretty good at able shutting the brain off and just living a normal life. Whether it's you know playing just a little bit of golf or sit on the couch and watch football or whatever it is. So I think that helps me a lot with my racing. That yeah, when I'm at the track and I'm riding, it's time to work and think about racing. But I I feel like I have a good off valve when I'm at home just relaxing and and uh, so it's good
0: the one thing about KTM I've noticed is once they get a guy they're with them forever like look at how long Kyroli's been there Hurlings has been there forever Dungey's still a part of it Marvin's going on 10 years you're one year into a contract you have another year but I mean by all indications you're going to be the guy for a while here right
1: I hope so yeah no I mean uh, nothing's official by any means you know but it's like It'd be awesome, you know. I, I would want that. I, and like you said, it is cool. Like you said, if they've had uh, long relationships with a lot of different riders and um, have been with the riders through, you know, good and bad. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope to be here for the rest of my career.
0: Is there one thing I see them do so much stuff? Like they'll invest in MotoGP super heavy, or then they make the Moto teams even bigger, or they do more stuff. Is there been one thing that you're like, wow, I can't believe they're putting this much emphasis on something, like a surprise moment, or is it all just been like, yeah, this whole program is legit?
1: To me, the biggest thing is just all they care about is winning. And that, like I said, I've been on other brands and I've been around other corporations that it's, it is a business. And it, obviously the KTM, it is a business. But the way I feel like they interpret it is, winning races produces income and I think that's the biggest thing is they'll do whatever it takes to the motorcycle to the program to the investment opportunity whatever it is whatever it takes to be the best they're gonna do that and everything they do in my opinion is top-notch and the best in our sport you know I mean just across the board I mean even the food we eat in our semi is the best food you can get you know so i just think that's what to me is like wow you know it's it's crazy how much they give to this sport and how much every individual really cares about racing and and winning
0: you've mentioned that how important it was when you were in the hospital that roger called you and like hey we have faith in you we want to do something with you but i think that goes along with a lot of teams a lot of companies too like you have a lot of sponsors that stuck with you in all these times are you uh are you ever surprised they stuck with you as much as they did? Are you surprised that you haven't had to renegotiate deals every year, championship aside, I mean, prior to 2019? Yeah,
1: I've been lucky. Like I said, I think um, it shows what kind of companies the the people, the sponsors I have are. You know, I think uh, there's only been two ever sponsors to cut my pay from injury or because of my results are bad, and I no longer have those two sponsors. So... I think it shows um, how much respect they have for me and how much they believe in me. And uh, it gives me a lot of, like, courage and confidence being able to represent them and and work with them. And, you know, I'd love to stay with all the sponsors I have for the rest of my career. And, you know, I I have been with them for a long time. And I know the next few years I'm going to be all the same stuff too. So it's pretty cool. And um, going back to the Roger thing, it was – I mean, it's just a lot of people don't don't realize how how special I guess stuff like that really is. You know, like um, for, for me at the time, I was at a low place. You know, I had sponsors, I had uh, friends, I had close people that you know. I I guess I thought like, ah, uh, you know, and people do rich. I shouldn't say I don't have great friends, but. You know, you, you see who's really there for you in those tough times. And like I said, for for Roger, who I wasn't even a part of this organization, you know, to call and to genuinely check up on me and then tell me, like, hey, by the way, you know, we're interested. I was like, what the heck, you know, because I was, I was honestly a little, oh, I shouldn't say stressed, but it was a, a signing year, and I didn't have much to show for it, so... Uh, Really means a lot, and I think that's why I always try to represent these guys
0: the best I can because they, they've they been there for me. All right, I know you're gonna do a couple more motos today. Yeah. all right, we'll wrap this up. Two more questions. There's a lot coming, like, you have a busy few months ahead. What's the big motivator during this boot camp? Is it knowing that you're gonna run the number one plate? Is it a personal thing? Like, what's the motivation as you're having to work your ass off with Alvin? For me, it's
1: I want to try to back it up I mean that's the big motivator I think that's the number one and then two it's you know I I think I've learned a lot from the people I'm around like I said and I think for me it's one of those things that now this obviously this is my job and we expect I, I expect the highest and everything out of me every time I'm gonna do a job you know so whether that's going for a Supercross Championship or outdoors or whatever it is just that expectancy of like hey you know you need to step up to the plate and and do your job the best of your ability so uh, whatever happens happens at the end of the day but that's my motivator for this year and I mean uh, just that feeling of winning nothing replaces that and that's what I think we, we always strive for and that's what will keep me going
0: Alright last question uh, you've done this for so long same with me like you said this is a job But there is something about a Saturday when the gate's about to drop that's just, like, you can't replace that feeling. What is it about this for you that pulls you back in every Saturday, aside from a paycheck, aside from wanting trophies, aside from all that stuff? Like, what is the this-is-why-I'm-a-racer feeling?
1: I mean, the paycheck's help, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I think just chasing that feeling. I mean, like I said, there's winning that championship was the highest – adrenaline I've ever felt and as a racer you always have adrenaline and I've been riding since I was four years old so it's like you just chase those feelings that you know when I first started riding it was feelings I get after hitting a new jump or whatever it was and it's gotten to the point now that that winning feeling is is addictive you know it's 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 it is a drug so uh, I think that's what I chase and um, that's that's why I do this
0: Thanks, dude. We'll let you get after it, because Monster Cup's coming. You yeah. doing Monster Cup, or is that kind of... In the air. Okay, cool. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Always yeah. good to see you. Have fun with the number one plate. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys.
1: Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar Sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike... Trust Inspect Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one
0: in Sprockets and Brake Discs. Hey everyone, it's Marvin Riskin from the
1: Red Bull KTM Racing Team. Right now, KTM is making it easier than ever to get out and ride. Head to your local KTM authorized dealer to take advantage of limited time offer on qualified dirt, street adventure, and naked models, or check out ktn.com to learn more today. Hi, this is 250 Supercross champion Chase Sexton of the Geico Hana team. To get the most performance out of your motocross bike, make sure you're using the Yoshimura exhaust systems. Visit Yosh at Yoshimura-rd.com to see their wide line of slip-ons and complete systems for your bike today. Now enjoy the Swap Moto Live Kickstart podcast.
0: Riders like Justin Cooper, Doan Ferrandes, Eli Tomac, Adam Entingnap, Josh Hansen, and more partner with Works Chassis Lab for engine mounts and other special parts to add comfort to and enhance the handling characteristics of their bikes. With championships
1: and race wins to prove it, Works Chassis Lab Parts provides the winning edge. Visit WorksChassisLab.com for more information. In
0: 2013, 6D helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2U are even better than the original and carry a limited 3-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6DHelmets.com for more info.